When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Silent Podcast, the place where everything but silent. I'm your host, Isaiah, hijacking or co-hosting with Gia Worthy on the I Don't Know About That podcast. For the first time on YouTube as well, this is usually just audio, but we're putting this on YouTube. But we have a very special guest tonight to talk about uh, her experience on Survivor 45. We have Katora. Katora, what's going on? Hi, guys. I'm so excited to be here. (laughs) We are so excited to have you. When we heard that we were able to do this, I was freaking out internally, and I'm so excited (laughs) that we're all here. This is our first postseason interview, like uh, Isaiah said, with Survivor players. So I hope this is like, you know, what a what a player what a character for us to kick off this (laughs) kick off this uh interviews with but i am so happy and katora you were incredible out there we are such big fans oh you were so sweet to say it i mean honestly this is my first extended post-game interview too and so when i found out it was going to be with you guys i was like oh this is perfect like i stand both of you already so i'm super (laughs) excited now i don't know how this is gonna go but we're gonna get through it (laughs) the same way i got through (laughs) one game (laughs) well i mean after this season it was you know i i think there were a lot of up and downs throughout the season just with like the amount of twists and that's something that happens in a lot of the new era season, something to be expected at this point. But Katora, with everything going on, fourth place is nothing to scoff at. That was quite a feat for like a game with this many twists in it. Yeah. You know, I, I am torn between that type A lawyer, you know, Virgo, Otis Darter, brown girl energy. That's like, if you don't get it, perfect then it's not good and then on the other side being like i freaking played survivor and like yeah like i have to tell myself fourth place is really good there's a lot of people that i respect who came in at fourth place and so i'm really proud of the game i played you know obviously there's ups and downs and twists and things that are crazy but yeah when i look back at it i'm totally proud of what i did out there oh my god as you should be and before we get into this game that I agree you should be very, very proud of. I have to ask, how have you been <laughs> since the finale aired? Oh, wow. Um, well, you know, the finale brought so many emotions, honestly. You know, it just, there's, it's like a bundle of everything, right? I have so much joy because I'm with my whole cast together. We're watching the finale. It's so exciting. It's like, oh my God, this is our moment, right? And it's exciting to see a winner crown. It's exciting to see a, a huge winner crown, like somebody who you know is going to represent our season. But then I'm also, you know, grieving that the season's over. That is our finale, that I'm never going to be with these exact same people. There'll never be a season 45 again. You know what I mean? And like, I'm one of the people who is like, I have to watch my exit during the finale. So my castmates kind of had a little bit of, um, I would say a little bit of an advantage if you got voted out beforehand, because you had time to breathe and process your exit and then come to finale like, yay, we're just going to party. And I was like, I'm going to drink this wine, but I got to watch myself striking that damn flint and like, you know, (laughs) except, you know, everything that was happening in the finale for me, obviously had a lot of extra emotions because there was things there that I'm like, okay, I made mistakes at that point in the game. And so when I'm looking at the full context, you know, there's just a lot of emotions going in. But what I will say is I love that. I don't think you can watch Survivor 45 from day one all the way until the end, including the finale, without like seeing me, you know, seeing me fully. I really wanted to bring my full self to the game. And I feel like I did that. And like so much of my story is in Survivor. You know, I really 
um, you, you guys got like a little, a small glimpse of my story during the season, right? And I, I gave a little bit of my background, but even that really, really tiny part, you pretty much can tell like my life has been anything but ordinary. <laughs> not, not even that, that's an understatement. Like it's been intense, you know, like I, I've, I've been raised in an extreme religious cult. Like that's, that's a, it's a huge deal. And, you know, I was 13 years old, like engaged to a 68 year old man, like cult leader, like that's crazy. Mm -hmm. And if you just imagine what it feels like to be a 13 year old girl, like thinking that's normal, right? Like this, this is my life. Like this is, yeah. this was the world around me and, and everybody was celebrating that. And this was a positive thing. <clears throat> um, and then eventually to leave that and to be like, whoa, that wasn't normal. That wasn't regular. It wasn't part of the world. And then bam, I'm also hit with all this other stuff about like who I am and my identity, right? Like those are all real things in my life. And those are just like the beginning parts of my life. So I knew going into Survivor that like I already have registered in my brain survival mode all the time. Like it's it's in my it's in my body. It's in my instincts. Right. No matter what I'm doing, if I'm trying to <laughs> escape a religious cult or trying to, you know, go to college for the first time or go to law school and I never knew any lawyers like whatever I'm doing, I'm like, OK, we can figure it out. But you got to survive first. You got to make sure that you like get through just existing, like just make sure that your existence doesn't um, deter you. Like, you know, people aren't affected by it. And so that has been always at the top of my mind. And so that's what got me so excited about going into Survivor. I was like, oh, I do this every day. Like this, you know, when I, when I said I practiced this for 30 years, I meant it. Like, I felt like I'm born for that. Nobody else has this story. Nobody else has been surviving and had to have this survival instinct at the top of their brain since they were children, the way I have had. Um, and so I really thought that was gonna, you know, propel me through the game and it ended up being a blessing and a curse. I, I know that's a lot. No, that's heavy and not to throw it on you. But but I say that to say like I did speak about this on Survivor for the first time ever in my life. And like now the cat's out the back. I don't want to just kind of shy away from it. Right. I do want to like that's the fool of me that I was trying to bring to the game. Um and it showed up in many ways. <laughs> yeah. And that was beautifully, beautifully said. And I agree with you in a lot of ways that your story is so unique to yeah. the stories that we normally hear on Survivor, not just with your background story, but just like your story of the game as well and how your life, your background back at home and like what how you grew up influenced a lot of the game and the story that we see of Katora, Katora the Survivor 45 player. And I was yeah. just wondering, have you gotten the chance to see your fandom's reaction on social media, especially as like the different stages of the game went on? Yeah, I have. And that's, that's honestly why I'm able to speak about it so like confidently and clearly is because I got so much support when I was open and honest and I, I'm not even going to lie. Like I was in the game going back and forth all the time. Like, should I just not say this at all? Should I not talk about this? Right. But I was already hiding so much of myself and already pushing down and suppressing so much of myself <clears throat> and already in a space where I didn't feel like I had allies and I felt like I was on the bottom for a long time. So there's so much that you're just holding inside. And I just kept thinking, you will not come to this freaking crazy, amazing experience and walk away without having changed something in your soul. Like this is to set my soul on fire. I don't want to just do this. And, you know, I was, I literally said to myself in the game, like, God forbid on the 1% chance I don't win. <laughs> I was like, in case you don't win, because that's how sure I was. I was going to, I was like, I do this all the time. Like I'm born for this. Like, there's nobody who has these skills more than me. And so I felt really confident that I was going to win. But I also wanted to win in other ways as well. Like I was like, I want to walk away and say my heart feels a little bit lighter. Like I want to learn a little bit more about myself. Um, and so it's just been really cool to see the fandom in response to me because, you know, I have moments in the game where the Survivor universe, let me know. <laughs> they were pissed at some of the things I did and they are vocal and they will find me and tweet me and DM me and message me and 
find my baby picture on Instagram from 20 years ago and be like, that's stupid. You know, like they will let me know. Um, and I've, I've gotten better at like tuning out the negatives. But what I didn't expect after all of that negativity was just the flood of support that came in afterwards. And, and people, people rock with me. And I know the ones that do, like, I, I know the Katora supporters, right. And like, those are the people I rock with those. That's, those are my people. Those are my community. So when I'm making content, when I'm thinking about what's next, when I'm wanting to share more of myself, I'm doing it for them and with them in mind. You know, Katora, I mean, obviously you were such a fun personality, just character in general, inside and out the, the game. Um, I wanted to ask you, how did you feel about the way your story ended on the show? Yeah, I really liked it, actually. I love the way the finale concluded. Um, you know, I felt really grateful that I that the final episode finally started to show a little bit of what I had been wanting to be shown the whole time, right? Like, it's finally started to show, oh, Couture was on the right side of every single vote after the merge. And not only that I was on the right side of it, but that I was instrumental and in, like helping orchestrate those votes. <clears throat> and so it was cool that that was finally clarified because for a long time during the season, people would come up to me and be like, so were you a part of that or not? Did you know about this? Like, th did this happen? Were you unaware? You know, it, it was really unclear what sort of my relationships and the dynamics were between myself and other people. And so it was great that the finale had, you know, major players like Dee and Austin being like, this is what Couture has been doing and this is why she's a threat and this is why she's got to go. And so I was grateful for that sort of acknowledgement before the wrap up. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, we can't talk about Survivor 45 without talking about Reba, specifically the Reba 4, big plot point of the season, especially yeah. as we get close to the end game and seeing that group starting to really fracture amongst yeah. them. But I'd love to know more about how you became tight with Reba because despite you often voting with them uh, in the post-merge, we didn't see the relationship mm -hmm. discussed as much on screen. Mm -hmm. So I'd love to get like your account of what your relationship was like, particularly with that Reba for. Yeah, absolutely. And that's another reason why I was so glad that the finale kind of had those little snippets because the whole time I was like, what? Why are they not showing that I'm, that, what, wait, I, you know, like, and there's some really delicious post-merge moments that I'm like, I was right there and I want a little credit for that too. Um, so I do think my relationship with the Reba four, and honestly, I it's definitely with Reba generally, but I would say it's more with uh, Dee and Julie and then, you know, Austin a little bit afterwards. I, I don't really feel like Drew and I had like a, a relationship, relationship in that manner during the game. But yeah, essentially... The first half of the game was so rough for me. Um, it was just incredibly difficult. I there's no way around it. That those were some of the worst moments in the game for me um, before the merge, and I just remember feeling so excluded, so devalued, so apparent. Like it was so apparent that like. Katura is not a person who's going to offer us value, or at least that was the perception and that was the energy. And, you know, that's tough. That's that's tough to feel. Um, that really low, devalued, nobody's prioritizing you. Nobody's going to strategize with you. Nobody's going to talk to you about anything real and serious. And you're trying, right? Like, I'm, I'm trying. Like, I tried my damnedest. And I, I'm, you know, in my real life, I'm just a you know, poor black girl from Missouri, but I've been in spaces with millionaires, with legislators, with presidents, with CEOs, based on where I am now in the world. And I do that because I know how to navigate people. I know how to talk to different people and be able to maneuver different types of personalities. So I remember being like, why is this not working on Bello? Like I'm, I'm given, you know what I mean? Like everything you see me, I'm like, yes, we did it. Bello's strong. We got it guys. Like I'm given all that I can give and trying to make every connection. And it's just simply not working. And we can talk more about the reasons why behind that. But by the time I hit day 12 and we got to the merge and it was still like, okay, we're going to give it one more try with Bello. We can get these numbers, right? Put everything to the side, give it one more try. And it's still not working. Um, I knew I had to flip. I, I knew I had to switch. And, and 
it's something about having to survive in the world alone that is so deep and so dark. And I know that. I know how hard it is to survive when you're by yourself, when you don't have a person, when you don't have one person that you could at least say, hey, girl, this is happening. You see this craziness too? Or, oh my God, this happened. Let's just think it through. Let's make a strategy. And so I knew that translates to real survivor. You cannot go anywhere in the game of survivor without an ally. You're not going to get far if you don't have at least some people in your corner. And so I reached a point where it was like, I don't want to be alone. I don't want to do the whole game alone. In fact, I want to play the game and I can't play it if I'm just at the bottom of somebody's bottom, bottom. Like I, I wasn't even at the bottom. I was like, at the bottom and like kicked at the bottom, you know, it was like, bam, like, you know, and I remember at the Caleb vote, I, you know, talked to D, I think I talked to D and Austin at the time. And I was like telling them, hey, you know, I'm ready. I've been trying. I'm ready to flip over. Jake's not with you because they thought Jake was going to vote with them to get out. Caleb was like, Jake's not with you. He's got his whole crazy plan. Um, why don't we do this? Let me switch over. I'm looking for a home. And I literally said those words. I'm looking for a home. I'm dying for a home. I'm dying to have anybody who will just play the game with me. Like I'm feeling so worthless and I'm not sure why or what I'm giving off that's saying, hey, Keturah, you need to be viewed as worthless. And we talked about it at length. And I will to this day always say D, Austin and Julie's kindness pulled me in. They were just like kind people. And I remember being like, okay, clearly they're together, but I would much rather be with people who are kind and welcoming and pulling me in so that I don't have to do this alone. And if that means like being the alliance of alliance, that's two degrees separated, that's way better than being somewhere where I already know. You've shown me time and time and time again for 14 days that you don't mess with me and you're not going to ever mess with me. Um, and so once we started that relationship, it was like it was completely on. And it was it was so crazy because I remember moments where we would strategize and I would say to myself, like, oh, they're talking to me about strategy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, OK. So they view me, at, you know, like little things, because it's almost like the, the relationship where your boyfriend is so shitty for so long. And you've been like, babe, I'm just begging for some little tiny quality time. And then you meet a guy and he's like, yeah, I bought you a coffee. And you're like, whoa, oh, my God. Like, oh, you really care about me. And so it was kind of that effect where I was like, I've been starved of give a fuck, you know, yeah. a quest. <laughs> but yeah. And, and then they would like, one day Austin was like, okay, Katura, we think we want to have you do this on the challenge. Cause you're one of our strongest girls. And I'm like, <laughs> you guys think I'm strong. You know? And I'm like, oh, nobody ever called me strong at Bell. You know, and they're like, Oh, Katura, what do you think? Can we vote this person out? And I'm like, nobody ever asked me anything, you know? So it was, it, it became like kindness, I think started it. And then it was like, oh, actually, I remembered who I was and they actually saw me for who I was. And I think it was like once I got outside of that bellow bubble, which had labeled me in this certain way and I couldn't get out of that. Once I got away from that, that game felt amazing. I wanted to ask you, Katora, as, as we're talking about Bello, I guess we can dive deep in your, into yeah. that. Um, so like, how would you describe your relationship with, uh, the other Bella women? <laughs> um, are you talking about now or in the game? You could do both, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, but well, I, oh, I think ahead, like James. in game, oh yeah, no, I was just saying, I think like in game context, since we're talking about it is important, but I'd love to know like what your yeah. current relationship is with them as well. Yeah, I mean, I I will say this just to caveat, honestly, everything I say, and I think this applies for almost every single member on the cast, like 99.9% .9 of everything I left at the game, you know, like I don't I don't look at them and have these animosities. I don't have any negative feelings, right? There, there are things that I'm like, this is just part of the game and it is what it is. And so right now I, I would say I have a great relationship with the Bello ladies. In fact, Kendra has always been my, like, you know, <laughs> Kendra's going to be my role dog for life. Like, she just is. She's just that kind of down-to-earth, cool, real, genuine person. Um, and, and, you know, Kelly and I get along fine. Like, we're, we're all great. We're all friends. But in the game, 
it was really clear really early on Bello that like, you know, the girls started this girls alliance, right? And and this is me. I'm like, this is easy. Like there's a girl here that's gay. Come on. I can make that relationship work, right? There's a girl who that's Kendra, like that she's cool as hell. I can make this work. And it did feel really natural that the three of us would be a Bello girls alliance. Um, but I don't, I want to say really early, like almost day, like three, four, like it was pretty clear that Kelly was flipping and leaving the girls Alliance and going over to the boys, which would be Bruce and Jake and Brando. Like that was pretty apparent all the time. So much so that Kendra and I would meet up constantly. I would say at least once a day and be like, do you think Kelly's really with us? I don't think Kelly's with us. You think she had Kelly's whip? And like, it wasn't hidden. It wasn't like, oh, maybe she's not. It was like, we knew that Bruce loved Kelly and he decided that she was going to be the one woman um, that he like pulled under his wing. And so she was like supposed to be going over there to get the information, but still being with us. But it was pretty clear that that wasn't, you know, I'm coming back to y'all. It was, I'm working with the boys. And I kept telling Kendra that, um, and it, it just, th th there really wasn't a her plan in the middle. It was her plan in the middle, but basically, you know, on the other side. And so once that happened, it put me in a really difficult situation because, you know, if Kelly is with the boys, that means they have a group of four. That means Kendra and I on the outs of that. Um, and, you know, we can get into me and Bruce's dynamic <laughs> later on. We have on. a question for that. Yes. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm like, I already know. But, you know, just for this context, if the four of them are together and Kendra and I are on the outs and that group is being led by Bruce and Bruce is not ever, you know, from my view in the game, Bruce was not going to be pro couture at any point in any way, at any time. Like it wasn't going to happen. So it's like, okay, if you're leaving my alliance to go with, the leader who dislikes me, I don't really know how I can fit in with there. There really isn't a space to fit in there. And so I think that kind of caused a rift between us because I would say to Kendra, like, I totally get it. Like the name of the game at that point was who can smooth up to Bruce because he was leading that four alliance. And, you know, to, to her credit, Kendra did, um, you know, she had some concerns with Bruce too. I don't, I don't think the way he interacted with her was as harsh or aggressive as it was with me. He would just ignore her, which it is in itself like a, you know, a terrible thing. But like he, that would be his thing for her. He would just literally ignore her. Like there's a scene where she's like, "Yay, Bruce, high five. and he just like turns the opposite way. Like he literally just. It was literally like Bruce had his woman and that was it. Like he had the one woman that he was going to work with and that was it. And so um, Kendra and I were kind of on the outs, like trying to like vie for his attention and approval. And I remember saying to her, like, I totally get it. Like do what you need to do to self, you know, preserve. Like if you got to snooze up to him and he'll be more open to you than me, do it. Like, I don't want you on the outs, but it felt um, very clear that at some point it was like Couture is the out. And Kelly's in, but Kelly is even still more connected to Kendra than she is Keturah. And Kendra's trying to preserve herself. So she's going to get a little closer to Bruce. So it just, it, you know, the relationship kind of disintegrated rather quickly. Um, and, and, you know, when you're feeling the way I felt for so long, you try everything you can. You know, I, I'm always going to be a fighter. That's the only thing I know. I, all I know is survive, find a way, right? Like, I'm never going to just lay down on the ground and be like, okay, I guess I'm on the bottom and I'm the one that's just accepting this treatment. Like, no, I'm going to keep fighting. I've always been a fighter. And it just felt like I kept fighting. And one of the tools I thought would help me would be going to the girls, going to Kelly and say, hey, you know, you're a girl. Are you seeing what's happening over here to me? Like, how does this feel to you? Like, this doesn't feel like some treatment that as a woman would be cool with, you know, pulling at any straw that I can to get somebody to say, Hey, Katura, I got you. I see you. Um, and that, that wasn't really met with, um, anything really. It, it was, it's just the way it is, you know, things are just happening right, right now. This is just how it is. That's just, you know, an older generation. And so I think that trust of our dynamics started to just kind of disappear, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. And since we already are kind of on the discussion, we know that your 
rivalry relationship with Bruce uh, was a big plot point of the season, particularly in the first half here. And I didn't want it but, to be. I know. I know. We didn't want it. You didn't want it. I get it. I totally get it. But just wanted to know if um, if you've discussed this with him any further postseason or if, like, you know, how you reflect on it now. I'm just curious to know, like, what what that looks like um, postseason. Uh, well, I guess there's two answers to that. So I'll start with the, the postseason and then just what are my reflections on it now? Um, yeah, you know, I, I've reached out to Bruce. We've had a conversation. Um, I think I reached out to him in prep, in preparation for his boot episode and just the courtesy of, you know, I know seeing yourself get booted off is hard and I hope you're okay. And da, 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 da. And we ended up having a conversation that I don't think either of us expected. It ended up being a, a very fruitful conversation. And I learned a lot more about who he is and why uh, some of the actions that happened on the island happened. Um, and so that was helpful for context. I think the goal for both of us is to hopefully reach a place where there's at least mutual understanding. Um, you know, I, I, I really did not want to have conflict with anybody. First, because I'm a black girl and I already know statistically I'm probably one of the lowest likelihoods of winning Survivor just being a black woman. Like it's not it's not a coincidence that's only two black women who've won in 45 seasons. So I already knew going in, you got to be extra careful because Survivor is a reflection of the world and society. And in the world and in society, you got to be extra careful as a black woman too. So I already knew having a conflict with anybody puts a huge target on me and a major red flag of alert, alert. Can we just get rid of her? It's easy. She's causing conflict. She's angry. She's aggressive. You know what I mean? Like I literally still got all of those negative terms and I, I wanted to make sure I avoided them. Um, and then also I didn't want to have conflict with anybody, but particularly not with somebody who looks like me. Like, that's just not my vibe. That's not how I live my life. Um, and so it 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 wasn't an ideal situation, but I had to accept it is what it is. You know what I mean? I had to accept that this these were the cards. This was the scenario. Like, you know, look, I'm a lawyer. <laughs> I've been an attorney for almost a decade. And I'm not trying to brag, but I've worked at top law firms in the country, right? Before I was a civil rights lawyer, I was a corporate lawyer. And I worked at like the number six law firm in the country. Like I've I've been around men. I've been around men who are associated with power, who feel powerful, right? Being a lawyer is a, it's a male dominated field. It's like less than 2% of lawyers are black women. So I couldn't be successful in my career and in my life if I wasn't able to navigate men who may be authoritative or domineering or, you know, feel that they may be more powerful than you and you should take a lower position. I know how to handle them, right? Like I, I'm a black queer woman lawyer. I'm a masterclass in navigating men. Like I know all parts of me is like, okay, well, how is a man going to respond to this? How do we navigate it? And so, um, I feel proud of my navigation of that. Like that's something that I came into Survivor being like, this is a skill I got in my back pocket, right? I made sure that whatever I need to do to employ, if I need to flirt a little bit, if I need to be the ignorant girl who, oh my God, the sky is blue. Thank you for telling me. Like whatever tool I need to employ, I'll do it. And I tried all of them with Bruce and none of them worked. Um, and I kept hitting a wall. I kept being like, okay, well, maybe if I'm just super submissive, he'll he'll be cool with it. Nope. Maybe if I just, you know, pretend that I'm so happy and joyful all the time, maybe if I'm rooting for it. Like, I try all the things, and I kept getting hit with no, no, no. I'm still not going to receive you in any positive way at all. And it was unfortunate, but at some point, I just had to say, look, I got to find another way. Like, it would be ideal if this wasn't the case, but it is. And I have to accept these are the cards that I'm giving. And I'm going to do what I always do is what I've been what I've been doing. And this is a place where my survivor skills were helpful because I was like, you got to find a way to get out of this. Now, I have my you know own suspicions of what I triggered for him or what I represented to him that made him react to me in a different way than others. 
But really, that doesn't matter. Like the why wasn't important. It was, okay, now what? You're here. He has these issues. It's coming out on you. And it's making the whole tribe follow him. And now you're at the bottom. Now what? What do you do? And there was a strong temptation to just lay down on the ground and cry. I'm not even going to lie. Like I remember moments where I was like, okay, oh, so everybody's cool with this. Like this is just the theme of of my pregame. Got it. You know, and you want to just like crawl in a fetal position and be like, it's not my fault. I'm not doing anything. And I think I said that a lot in my confessionals. I don't know if that got shown, but like, I would say like, I'm not doing anything. I don't know why I'm being friendly. I'm smiley McGee. Like I'm, you know, bonding with people. I'm telling you need a, a sad story to connect. Let's sad story. You want a, a rooting story? Let's root story. You know, Kelly says she's gay. I'm like, let me, let's talk about gay bars in New York. Like I am doing it all and getting nowhere. Um, and at some point I had to just say, oh, well, it is what it is. I tried. And when I wash my hands off and I'm gone, I'm gone. So, cause I got to focus on me and I got to survive another day. So I know there's moments where people are like, oh my God, you should have worked with Bruce later. Or you should, when someone shows you for 14 days, 14 days that they're not going to be receptive to you and that there's yeah. other things you got to just accept it. I know I'm walking into the game, bringing my own stuff. As much as I want to say I'm going to put some of my demons to the side and my traumas and my triggers, and I'm just going to come in and play the game, that's not realistic. We're humans. And I'm like, whatever he's bringing or whatever other things he has going on, I, this isn't the time for me to dissect it. I just got to get out the way so I don't get hit by his stray bullet. Or in Bruce's case, a direct bullet because he was actively <laughs> trying to take me out at all times. You know, I'm like, I could be aligned with Bruce and we're on the same page. And I'm like, suck it up, Katura. Like today we are going to get the numbers. We're hitting the merge. And he'll just, you know, walk up. Now, why'd you well, why'd you vote for Caleb? And you're like, OK, you know, I'm, tr I, I'm trying. I can only do so much. But um, for me, the priority was survive and save yourself. Um, and so I couldn't dwell on it too much. Couture, uh, I will definitely say uh, <laughs> one more of your bellow people, uh, Jake, you know, like you in, specifically in the finale, kind of like it really showed like you had some struggles, like trusting <laughs> him. Um, we really wanted to know, was it like that the entire season or was it just like for that vote? I like the way you put that. Oh, you have some struggles. <laughs> yeah. Oh, did it seem like that, Isaiah? <laughs> um, you know, oh, I love Jake so much. Jake is one of those people that even in the game, I was like, oh, my God, he's so lovable. Like, he's so lovable. So I never had a problem with him as a person. Honestly, even when I was on Bello and all the issues I was feeling, I didn't ever feel like Jake was, like, directly doing them. I felt like he was just kind of there and maybe, like, a younger guy. You know, he's like a 26-year-old boy, you know? Like, I just don't think he was strategically – thinking the way I was thinking. Um, and so it was more of like, I don't trust Jake's judgment. I don't trust Jake's uh, thought processes. Um, and I think I even said that on day one. Like I was like, I don't get strategic threatening vibes from Jake and I don't, and I never did. Um, it was more like, I enjoy you. You're an awesome person. You're cool to be around. But you know, you, if you look at me and Jake's history, that whole ring ruse, you know, on new Lulu, that was, yeah. that was, that was started by Jake. That was led by Jake. Um, and, and the reason it worked and it was directed specifically for me, like it was only for Katura. And the reason it worked is because Jake was, uh, it was either a ring from his Nana or his girlfriend. And these are big people in his life and big people that I know are important to him. So, and he had lost his rings before and it was like a whole issue and he was crying and we were all like, oh my God. So it felt like even when I tried to open my heartstrings up to you, like it's, you've shown me that that's what you'll use it against me. Um, and then on top of that, right after that happens, you want me to go to rocks for y'all like you want me to go have a one in three chance of leaving the game and go to rocks at final 12 
go to rocks at final 12. And so that like my brain was literally like, I don't trust Jake's brain. Like that's really, it was like, if you wanted me to do this, don't tell me about that ruse. Don't tell me about the ring and then asking me to do this. And also asking me to do this is illogical. Like it's, it's a stretch on a good day. But on a day where you just told me about this really low emotional moment that was intentionally to withhold the one thing in Survivor that's the most important, which is information, like you took away trust and information from me. And so that's our history. Um, and me just thinking, why would you even play the, play, the, you know, why would you make that play that way? And then again, when like when uh, Drew was getting voted out, Jake was like, you know, I don't want you to tell D. Let's just it was six of us. And he was like, let's just split it and we'll go six, three and three. And I'm like, again, like, why would we do that when we could have four votes and get them out for sure? You know, so there were multiple moments in the game where Jake would suggest something and I would be like, that's not, no. Like, you know what I mean? And I would be, <laughs> that, that's kind of where we were. So when we got to the D vote at the final five, I was already frustrated that it took me all day to convince him that we need to prioritize getting out D instead of Julie. Like it took hours. It was long. It was all day. And he was so adamant about Julie. And I kept, you know, explaining and to his credit, he did eventually come around and be like, okay, got it. D is a bigger threat here. Like we got to get D out. But the fact that it took so long to convince him, kind of reiterated in my mind, I don't trust this person's thought processes. And I knew Jake was very desperate for a big move. Jake has big move itis like nobody's business. Like he is dying for a big move. And so we're at the final five. I'm like, he's going to try to make a big move. This is exactly what I said to myself. He is going to try to make a big move and it's going to be an illogical big move and it's going to backfire on me. And that's what I didn't trust. And so when I'm looking at him, I'm like, can I can, can I be sure that you're just going to stick to the plan? Can I be absolutely mm -hmm. sure that whatever we say right now, you'll do? And, you know, this is kind of where I think like, you know, my life, my real life experiences come back into the game because the way I've lived, my survival instinct is key. You know, like the good news is all of that crap that's happened in my life. It just means that I have a really sharp survival instinct. Like it's it's sharp. It comes out quick and it it's hard. It's loud. And so if you're lying to me, it's like ding, 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 ding in my ear. And and usually that's that's what I need. It's like how I survive life. Right. But um that instinct is going to come out if you're lying. It's going to come out even stronger when it's somebody I already know I can't trust. And it's going to come out even stronger when it's somebody who has lied to me, shown me they can't trust me, and participated in things that have made me feel excluded. And on top of that, I don't trust your thought processes. So it was like every alarm bell in my body was saying, Jake's up to something. He's lying. Something's going to happen, and it's not going to be smart at all. And it, I, it was kind of right. Like I, you know, I was obviously wrong about what he was hiding. He was still going to vote with me, but I wasn't wrong that he was lying to me. And I wasn't wrong that he was hiding something. And I wasn't wrong that the thing that he thought would be a great idea is something that if I heard, I'd be like, no, why would you do that? Because in my mind, you never tell people when they're about to get blindsided because somebody who's afraid and thinking they're going to go home, that's the most dangerous moment. That's somebody who feels backed against the corner. They're liable to do anything when you're backed against the corner. And that's what I felt. I felt backed against the corner. I felt Jake's line. He's going to try to do something exciting. And in reality, everybody's going to write my name down. Um, and, you know, let me just be clear. I own that mistake. I do own it. I eat it 100%. That's a Katura you let fear take over and, you know, that's that's 30, 30 plus years of being like when we have the ding, ding, ding alarm, we listen to it and it saved our lives. Um, and it just it didn't need to be used this time. And and that's kind of like the, the beauty of Survivor. It like shows you 
these areas. Like I didn't know my survival instinct was so strong that it's going to kick in even when I don't need it to. Because in that moment, I should have been thinking not about survival, but winning, right? And it doesn't matter if I don't survive. It doesn't matter if I write down D and they all are voting against me and I get out the game because at least I did the move that I needed to do to win. That's in hindsight. In the moment, I'm looking at this person who's lied to me before, who I don't feel is trustworthy, who I can't trust in this moment. That's why I kept saying, put it on something, put it on your Nana, put like, I'm bet I wanted mm-hmm. to believe him, but I, I can't go. I, it was believe Jake or uh, listen to my body mm-hmm. and my body's going to win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Very, very fair. I will say, cause I, I feel like watching that, I was like going through the anxiety with you of like, what is going on right yeah. now? What is yeah. happening here? Yeah. <laughs> oh, such a such a good season. Just a good finale. That's a good overall. season, right? Yes. So deep. Like even watching it myself, I'm like, no. Oh, but it was so many twists and turns in that finale. And you think like you have an idea of what how things are going to go. And I was like, never mind. I don't know anything. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I, I even remember too, like when Julie left at final five, like when I switched my vote and Julie left, then that moment when Jeff snuffed her torch, I said, I lost the game. Like I, I, I knew it at five. I accept. I was like, you fucked up. You lost the game right then. Um, But I'm so used. I don't know. I'm just, I'm so used to being in the most impossible of situations and finding a way like Couture can do it. Like this isn't normal. Most people would crack under this, but Couture can do it. Right. Like that's my motto. That's been my life. That's how I'm here. That's how I'm able to be successful. I'm Couture. I can do it. And I just, I remember saying, okay, well, shoot, if I, if, you know, Julie's gone now, maybe I'll win at four and I'll put D in fire with Austin and then she'll leave. You know what I mean? I kept trying to think if there's any other way around it and then watching it back, you, you know, you just gotta, you gotta accept what it is. Like, sure. And in the moment, if I had clarity and this wasn't somebody who was a part of that beginning tribe and all these bad decisions and all these issues that me and Jake had had in our relationship, maybe it would have been different. But when I look at that moment, I'm like, I, I see, I see me and I see a girl that was scared and that said, like, right now, all I know is you've got to at least be here another day. You got to at least survive. And that's been my model the whole time. And it's worked with me 18,000 times before. Maybe it'll work now. And it just didn't. <laughs> it just didn't. But it yeah. got you very far, though. And it I got me far. Yeah. yeah. And that that's why I'm like, I can't. I know uh, there's a portion of the Internet that wants me to, like, beat myself up about it. And I'm like, no. I can't, no. though, because, first of all, you know, talk to me when you did it. Okay. And got as, got as far as I got. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> how are you, from, the how you hating from outside the club when yeah, you can't exactly, even Exactly. <laughs> I'm only taking, in, you know, criticism from people final three and up, first of all. And then secondly, it's like, man, there was so, it was so bleak on Bello. Oh, I don't even think it's clear. I don't even think people understand how bleak it was on Bello. Like, it was like, I knew if we went to tribal, it was me, you know, and, and it could be in my head. It could not be right. Like different people may say different things and, oh, it would have been Bruce, but the actions and the energy and the way I was being, you know, interacting with other people really made me feel like it was going to be me. And so to remember being like, it's day seven. And if we go to tribal, they're for sure going to vote me out. And like having that feeling carry you around for all those days and then constantly have things that like reiterate that what you're feeling isn't crazy. Like, Oh, okay. Y'all all do this. Y'all just, y'all just walk away and leave without me. Got it. Like, Oh, okay. Y'all just find idols for Bruce and not talk. To, you know, I was like, got it. Okay. Got it. Like, and it, it, you know, even watching the show, I saw things that I didn't see. Like I didn't know that Kelly was, you know, holding, you know, um, keeping the lookout while they were finding Bruce's idol and like, you know, everybody's saying, oh, Couture is so sloppy. How dare she look for an idol? And it's like, (laughs) 
you know, these are my reactions to being literally at the bottom. And I'm never going to apologize for fighting. I'm never going to just lay down and die. Like, come on. If, if I try to get in 18 different ways and I'm not getting in, I'm looking for an idol. I'm trying to, I'm trying to, who wins tribe swap? Because I'm trying to connect, you know? It just so happened that the, like, by day seven, I was like, Jesus, give me a tribe swap. Give me a tribe. Because I, I reached a point where I knew it's not me. Like, I'm trying, and it, whatever's happening here, it's not letting me in. So I was like, as soon as I get a tribe swap, I'll be good. And then tribe swap happened. It was the exact same people. <laughs> <laughs> And, and it was like my one little tiny glimmer of hope and support, Kendra, was gone. So it was like I'm back with all Bello and just no, no Kendra and no my support. And so, you know, th those days were rough. Um, and so to know that I pushed through and I, I outlasted all of them with the exception mm -hmm. of Jake, it's like I can't get mad at my survival instincts for mm -hmm. kicking in. Now I know next time, let them kick in, let them kick in, and then stop. And pull the trigger when you need to. And that's my yeah. lesson. Yeah. And I kind of going off of that, I know we've talked about it a little bit extensively already, but what do you feel like was the difference in your game pre-merge and post-merge? Like what was, I know you've, you had more options in post-merge, but do you feel like you were actually able to play more to your potential? What was that change yeah. like for you? Post-merge was night and day. Oh, my God. I mean, I was actually in the game. It wasn't that I had more options. I created options. Mm -hmm. Like, when I first approached Reba, I remember they were like, ah, like, I don't know. We don't know about you. Like, are you sure? And I was like, look, I will do what I need to do to show you that I'm with you if you show me that this is actually a safe space for me. Mm -hmm. And so, like, when the Kelly blindside happened, so after we, we took out Kelly or Caleb, you know, the very next vote was Kelly. And I remember we were planning to do Bruce and Jake and Reba was like, we're going to show you Couture. We'll do Bruce and Jake. So you can see that, you know, we are with you and I'm like, cool. Like it's a very new relationship and we're trying to see if it works. And um, I think Bruce got immunity or somebody had an idol or something, whatever it was, but Bruce and Jake were both risky votes and we weren't going to do it. And I just was like, Oh, I want to name another Bello person. But the relationship's so new with Reba, you know, I don't know. I'm still, I'm scarred, you know, my last relationship burned me. I'm still like, no, no, no. And Dee came to me and she was like, okay, I want to let you know that I'm like with you. I got you. Here's what we're thinking. Would you be okay with Kelly? And I was like, I been dying for you to say that. Like, oh my God, yes. Like, and it was such a. It was such a moment of being like, okay, now I can play because, you know, Dee and Kelly were actually pretty close too. And so, you know, I was very cautious. Like, I don't want to say Kelly and then Dee go tells her and now Bello just literally needs a reason to be like, aha, and that's why we don't like Couture. You know what I mean? So I was like, <laughs> let me not give them any ammunition. So I was really cautious. But when she said that, it was like she was showing me that, no, I'm dead. I'm serious. I'm with you. And I was able to say, I'm serious about what, what we're doing here, too. And, and I genuinely was. Like, I always knew I got to cut Rebus at some point. But, you know, I'm like, if this is the train that I need to sit on to get to that point, then I'll sit on this train. And so I remember, um, you know, me, Dee, and Julie, like, jumping up and down, being like, oh, my God, okay, it's going to be Kelly, it's going to be Kelly. And I was like, okay, here's what we're going to do. They're like, oh, Couture, you're going to vote with us. And I'm like, no, why don't we do this? Y'all vote. You got enough with Emily. Let me vote with Jake so that Bello has no idea that I am flipping with you guys. And that way I can be inside and help make everybody comfortable, make sure that we get these people out. Because at that point, I know I can't work with Bello. Bello's not going to work with me. And so really, there's no benefit for them to be in the game with me. Plus, Kelly's a major threat. So she's got to go anyway. Um, so it was win, win, win on all sides. And I remember Kelly was talking to me and Kendra. You know, they always go back to our Bello girls. <laughs> so nervous. You know, I think they might vote for me tonight. And Kendra, you know, didn't know that we were going to blindside Kelly. So Kendra is just being 
you know, Kendra, where she's just so sweet and intense. She's like, absolutely not. You know, no, it's not going to happen. And I'm just taking Kendra's lead. I'm like, absolutely not. <laughs> I'm like, no, of course not. You come on. You know, that would never happen. Um, and so, you know, as I'm saying it and soothing her, my heart's beating out of control because for a very long time, this has been the power source, right? These yes. have been the people who I'm like, Snuggle up to Kelly, snuggle up to Bruce, even if I don't want to, I have to for my own survival. So now I'm like on the other side and I'm like, am I playing the game? Like, am I playing Survivor? And I'm like, Lord, please let this blind side work. And so when it happened and Kelly was shocked and like it went successful. And then at the end of that, we're we're leaving, you know, when Jeff says, take your torch and, you know, go back to camp. D, Julie, and I are walking in a row and we can't talk. So D just reaches out and me and Julie and we, her, we all grab hands and we're like, eh, like it happened. And that was the moment I'm like, I'm playing the game. Yeah. I'm, it was like, I'm up. I'm awake now. I, I was sleeping. I was in just, you know, protect yourself mode. Just is Bruce going to try to attack me? Is Bruce going to say, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, is, is Bello going to, I thought I was to Bello what, Jay was to Reba. They're mm. they're disposable. They're you need somebody to sacrifice. Well, give her up in a second. That's what I felt. And I strongly believe if I wasn't safe at the merge vote, I would have been the Jay, right? Like that mm -hmm. easy throw it up on a platter kind of person. And so the now to see me transition and I'm 180 and I'm helping Lee, you know, blind sides. Mm -hmm. Baby, I'm in it. Like, I felt good. So that was the feeling I had post-merge. And that's what we did for everyone. We met, we talked about the Kendra vote. We met and talked about Bruce vote. We met, like, every single one. And it felt like I was really in it. Um, because, you know, that's the game. But, like, there is so much stuff happening. Like, I'm battling the elements. You're battling your own demons, you know? Like, it's just so much that's going on that when you finally get that little piece of relief, little piece of, okay, I don't have to stress. I don't have to worry. Like, do they actually think I'm intellectually capable of strategizing? It just takes a weight off of you. Um, mm -hmm. and, I, and I love that. Awesome. I, love I um, feel like I'm too long-winded for y'all. Am I too long? No. No. No, we no. love it. Okay. I'm like, am we I am I losing it. you? Like, let me know. No, <laughs> no oh my actually, God. We love yeah. it. Yes. I was I was literally about to say you've answered so many of our questions. I don't even have to ask them at this point. <laughs> so I was like, I was like, okay, bet, bet. Like, like, check this off, check this off. So um, we are getting to like the end portion of yeah. it. Like, great interview, by the way. Like, this is amazing. Oh, thank um, you. I'm so passionate about this game. I love this I game. Like, this I is yes, awesome. Thanks. You know, um, we wanted to know. So, what are some of your favorite? What? No, not even so. What is your favorite moment um, from the season that was seen or not even seen on camera? Like, it can be mm. anything. Oh, damn. I actually do think I just answered that. Um, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, it was, it was definitely after the Kelly blindside when Dee and Julie and I were walking back to camp afterwards and just kind of silently grabbed each other's hand and held it. Mm -hmm. And it, it wasn't like, oh, my God, I want to see Kelly's downfall. Right. But it was like, I get to play the game. This is good gameplay. This is this is actually being taken seriously, being viewed as somebody who could be an equal and pulled in because I knew I was going into the game lying about my profession. Um, and that was all to diminish myself and shrink myself down because, again, I don't think I was going to get far saying, look, I'm this top New York City lawyer and I'm, a, you know, been doing this for so long. Like, I already knew that wasn't going to get me far. So I knew I was shrinking myself. But what I didn't expect it's just how comfortable they would be with taking me even lower. <laughs> like, it was like, damn, I expected to be like, oh, you know, she's a small town Missouri girl. Like, you know, dismiss me a little bit. But like, it was like, damn, like, y'all really don't even think I'm capable of strategy. Like, you know, it was kind of that energy. And it was like, I already shrunk, had to shrink myself just to play this game, which is infuriating in and of itself. Like, it's, it's frustrating to say, I have to think, you know, reduce yourself to your lowest level for people to to take you far in the game. Meanwhile, there's people who are like, I'm so glad I'm an Ivy Leaguer and boasting about it and proud about it, right? So it is frustrating that that's what I had to do. But it's even more frustrating to think, you know, if I, if I strip off all my fancy titles and I'm just myself, they'll just take me as a regular girl. But in reality, it was like, oh, damn, y'all were so comfortable 
seeing me as somebody so low. And so that was that was very difficult and it just reminded me of a very difficult time in my life. Um, and so to be able to feel myself on the other side of that, it felt like how I am in real life. It felt like when I think about some of my beginnings and how low and dark those days were, and then I see myself like, you know, walking down the street in Brooklyn being like, okay, killing the game, you know, working at the number one civil rights law firm in the country. Like, I'm like, okay, we did it. We survived again. And that's kind of what I was feeling. Like, you know what? You always survive. And that's kind of what I felt like from the game, like Couture will always survive. I'm always going to find a way. Um, and so being on the other side and being able to make those moves, it felt, it felt really good. All right. I have, I have to ask because yeah. I've been wanting to ask this all interview. And <laughs> okay. Now I, let me take a sip. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> all right. If given the opportunity, would you play again? Oh my God, Tia. Yes. I mean, I don't know if I should be offended or I guess intrigued. I don't know. I'm leaning towards offended though. Um, no. Hell yes. I'm yes. like, yes. please yes. be back out there. Like, I'm like, oh my. And even when I, when I left in fire and, you know, right after you leave the game, you know, the producer's like, how do you feel? Like, are you okay? Like, when it, you know, they want to do a little exit interview with you. I couldn't even complete it. I was just sobbing the whole time. I mm -hmm. was just like, I can't believe I did that. I can't believe I, I can't believe I messed it up because the game that I had in mind was that I never would have even had to go to fire. I wasn't coming in with ego and I, I don't want to get taken to final three. No, baby, take me. Take, I'm, I'll gladly say yes. Because <laughs> when I get there and start talking, you're going to be like, oh, shit, I shouldn't have took a tour. <laughs> like, that's what I want. Yes. I was trying to go that Marianne route, that Gabler route, that Erica route. Like, that was the way I modeled my game. And so the fact that I found myself not only making a bad move at five, but then also being in fire and not being able to fulfill fire, which I also thought I would be able to do. I won't lie, I'm one of those people before I played the game. Yes. I'm one of those couch people who'd be like, and if you can't do a fire, then you have to do it anyway. <laughs> I've always said that a hundred times over before the game, which is why I practice fire a lot before I went. And like, I'm mm -hmm. telling you, I make so many fires in like five seconds. And then wow. the day of, you know, when it matters the most, couldn't even get, couldn't even get a single spark. Just so frustrating. Season, I was like, you gotta be kidding me, Lord. Like you, you know, but Maybe I think in hindsight, maybe that was the universe looking out for me because I knew I wasn't delusional. I knew if I sat beside D in final three, I lose. So it didn't even matter if mm -hmm. I made fire successfully sitting beside D, I lose. And that's what was so frustrating because I said that to Austin and I said that to Julie. I said those exact words. I said, you can't win beside D. And, you know, Julie looked me in the eye and said, I know. And I still can't vote her out. And so it was just like ugh, all these factors um, mm -hmm. that just, you know, added a little bit of frustration to the pot where I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm learning now that if you get to the end, you need to get to the end with people who can actually help you execute the things that you need and people that you can actually trust, of course. And you need to be able to like, you know, put fear aside and make the big move when it's needed. But uh, I say all that to say, hell yes, yes. I would back a thousand times. Once I got through my crying, I was like, please, for Jeff, yes. please let me try again. Let me try again. Because, you know, I think all Survivor players think this, you know, but it's like, if I just hadn't, mm, if I just went right here instead of left there, you know, uh, I was right there, you know? Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I love this game. So I will play this game in a heartbeat, in a second, anytime. I love the people. I love my cast. I love just all the experiences have all taught me something. So yeah, bring, bring me back. Yes. I'm, I'm winning. <laughs> well, listen, if it's a second chances ballot, a petition, whatever you need me to sign, Why we're that? signing it. Yes. <laughs> Send it around. Yes. Tell my friends. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, uh, that's all of our time. And we've gotten through all of our questions. So this was an amazing interview, Katora. Thank you so much, Thank obviously, for, for coming on and everything. 
Um, I just want to give you opportunity. Is there anything you wanted to plug or anything you got coming up? Like what's going yeah. on? Yeah. Well, I pre- sorry. My phone is dingy. All you're you're good. Yeah. I'm like, I don't you're know good. what this is, but yes. Uh, so I am starting a YouTube channel actually. Um, I learned just so much, uh, just so many good things happen from sharing my story and being able to release that weight. And the crazy thing is so many people have responded with similar stories and things that I didn't even think people could connect to or resonate with. And they did. Um, so I'm starting a YouTube channel to share my survivor experience. I'm going to go through the episodes. I'm going to talk more about my story, connect with other people's stories. So yeah, subscribe to my YouTube channel. It's just Katura Tops, so you can find it pretty easily. And good things are coming. Make sure to text it to me. I'll put it in the description for you. Okay, absolutely. Um, awesome. But uh, Her TikTok right. is great, so I highly recommend. Oh, thank yes. you. And honestly, I had so much fun with you guys. You were awesome. Like this thank is, I, I'm smiling at the end of this interview and we were talking for an hour and it doesn't even feel like it. So we thank you all so much. <laughs> thank all you right, so much, well. Katora. This was incredible. Bye. Bye. Bye.